The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You chose to take a journey down a long and dangerous trail Chose to serve your country and we know you served us well But now you're back and it's our duty to keep you safe and warm Shake your hand and welcome you back home with open arms We're America, your family, a land of liberty We're thankful for your sacrifice, your fight to keep us free We are America and we truly do believe You're the backbone of our nation Thanks to you, we're living free We're a quilt of many colors And we breathe red, white, and blue We're America, your country And America wants you It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray, along with his co-host, Linda Crater. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray with his co-host, Linda Crater. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network. Today is February 18th already, 2014. I'm your host, Gary Ray, along with my co-host, Linda Crater, President and CEO for VeteranCareGiver.com. Good morning, Linda. How are you? Besides, Good snowed- morning, Gary. Just fine. The sun shines out today, which is always a giant plus. Oh, yes, definitely. It's warming up then, huh? Well, not as warm as where you are, <laughs> but yes, it is warming up and it feels like perhaps spring might actually come. Boy, that's great. That's great. We also have Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army, retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Veterans Administration in Maryland. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Bill, and all of our guests. It's great to be with you today. All right. We also have Major Bob Sharps, retired United States Air Force, who is a highly decorated officer. Since his retirement, he's been active in the veterans community as well as the business community as an independent franchise owner, business consultant, and highly respected community leader. Good morning, sir. Good morning to all of you, and I hope the sunshine is as much to everyone else as it is to you, Gary. Oh, yes. Uh, It's supposed to be 80 degrees for the rest of the week. It's kind of tough. (laughs) You can stop there. (laughs) I know. Somebody's got to live it. That's right. Linda, what do you think about about those veteran track guys? They they made it home. I drove home after that 2,700-mile walk. I think it was a remarkable feat to really put some emphasis on PTSD awareness as well as suicide prevention. I think they did a fantastic job. Perfect word when you said feat. Um, oh. you know, they, <laughs> they went through what about? It's not the sole reason. <laughs> no. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh boy, these little um, 
<laughs> Sorry, couldn't you know, resist. They did have their welcome home party uh, last Saturday, and before the party ended, they did reach their goal of $100,000. Isn't that great? It's fantastic. Yeah. We're all proud of you guys, uh, what you accomplished, and once again, congratulations. We're going to have you back on very, very soon. Linda, why don't you introduce our main guest today? I am so excited to have this group on. They've been on my guest list inquiries for some time now. We have two people from Puppies Behind Bars, and this is about service dogs that are trained in the prison system. So they actually benefit two cohorts of individuals, the inmates who help train them and then are really being trained for outside jobs once they have completed their sentences, as well as helping our service veterans who have needs. They also go into a much deeper training program than many normal um, or other, I should say, canine programs. And we will hear more about that today. So we have the founder. We have Gloria Gilbert Stoga with us today. And welcome, Gloria. Thank you. Good morning. Welcome. Good morning. We also have Scott Ostrom, who is a recon Marine. He was deployed to Al-Anbar province in Iraq back in 2005-2006 and came home with some needs that couldn't be met until he was paired with his service dog, Tim, just a year ago. So welcome to you both. Welcome, Scott. Thank you for being on the show today. Welcome, Scott. Thank you very much. Wonderful. I would love to start with Gloria. How did you come up with this concept and idea? Uh, we've been training dogs in prison since 1997. We originally started training guide dogs for the blind. Um, after the September 11th terrorist attacks, we branched out to raising explosive detection canines for NYPD, and then we went to ATF and FBI and CIA as a way of thanking those agencies for keeping our country safe. And in 2006, with all of the um, news about what our men and women in Iraq and Afghanistan were going through, I asked my board of directors if we could stop raising guide dogs for the blind. Um, the need for those dogs in this country was diminishing, and if instead we could start raising service dogs for OIF, OEF veterans. It's phenomenal, and clearly their answer was, go for it. Um, their answer at first was no. <laughs> they didn't think that we knew what we were doing, but um, um, so I had to abide by that. But I came back to them gently a little bit later, having done some research and just kind of said, you know, um, we can figure it out. And I think that we did figure it out. We're constantly learning. I was talking with Scott last week and, and told him that since he was trained by us just literally 12, 12 and a half months ago, we've we've come up with some new commands already in the last year. So we're constantly learning. Um, we still do make mistakes for sure, but I hope that we correct those mistakes. So I, I think that, that the board was convinced that obviously there was a need and convinced that we as an organization had a strong enough track record at that point that we could um, make this big leap of faith and start raising service dogs. I am so glad that you have because I will tell you that every one of the families that I know and have served and helped them, those who chose to get a service dog, their quality of life was so improved. It was not made more difficult by someone else to take care of. As you know, I take care of caregivers of the mm -hmm. wounded, ill, and injured. 
but instead enhanced the independence and gave people a sense of uh, capability again that perhaps they felt they would never get back again. Um, I think that's that's true in probably the majority of cases, Linda, but I will say that our experience has been that there are some veterans for whom a service dog is not right. Um, that that what you just said, actually, the converse is true, that, that the service dog sometimes that the veteran's not yet able or ready to be able to take care of a dog and that the the burden of care falls on upon the caretaker who's generally already overwhelmed. So one of the things that I would just caution is that while I am an absolutely firm believer in the efficacy of service dogs, the efficacy of well-trained, well-socialized service dogs and well-trained veterans, I have really come to believe that and to see firsthand that it really is not for everyone and people should think really carefully about the the long-term ramifications of having a 24-7 partner with them. That's a very valid point. And I wasn't, um, I'm, obviously I gave the impression I meant everybody does well. It happens very often, though, because these groups are so good at screening the veterans yeah. with yep. the dogs. And I'm thinking that that's where I'm only hearing about the success cases. But tell us a bit about how you do go about the dog. Start with the puppies and, mm-hmm. and tell us how that goes along the phase. And then Tim perhaps can tell us um, about his experience. Okay. Um, we, we buy Labrador Retrievers from breeders. Um, we're unique in that. There are a number of excellent organizations that use dogs from shelters, and I would love it if we could give a homeless dog a, a, a second life. Um, we in the past have tried that with some dogs, and we just haven't been successful. So we went back to our original model, which was buying Labrador Retrievers from breeders, because we think that the most important trait for a working dog to have for a service dog to have is confidence, that Mm -hmm. the dog has the confidence to absorb the emotions, the stress, the anxiety, the panic attacks, the flashbacks from his or her soldier, marine, um, airman, seaman, and still go out and and work for that person. So for us, the most important thing for a dog is confidence, and we work with breeders around the country whom we found do indeed breed dogs that mostly make it as working dogs. So we buy the puppy. They enter prison at eight weeks of age. You know, they're little fur balls who know absolutely nothing. Um, They're given to inmates who are in our program. An inmate has to be in our program for at least eight months before he or she can get a dog. Um, During that eight months, they're, they're trained in all sorts of care of dogs and also um, understanding of what our men and women with PTSD, TBI, and um, physical wounds go through and what it is they need. So we're training them about dogs as well as we're training them about the constituency these dogs are being raised for. And the dogs live in prison generally for about two years. Sometimes the dogs live with us for two and a half years. Sometimes it's 20 months or 22 months, but it's around two years that the dogs live in prison And during that time, the inmates are fully responsible for all aspects of the dog's care and training. Um, Professional Puppies Behind Bars staff goes into each of our prisons one full day a week, 51 weeks a year, to oversee the training, to answer questions, you know, 
obviously problems arrive, arise with some of the commands. So to oversee that, and we have a huge cohort of volunteers who take our dogs out of prisons um, anywhere from one to two times a week so the dogs can get socialized to the world at large. So working together, the inmates for whom this is a voluntary position, paid Puppies Van Bar staff, the volunteers who volunteer their time, all of us together work to create what I think is are some of the best socialized and best trained service dogs in the country. And I don't mean to sound arrogant when I say that, but um, I, I just, I really believe it. Gloria, how long does a, a veteran have to go through the training with the dog once it's uh, given to the veteran? We have a 16-day training period, which is standard in the service dog industry. And when we first started doing this, I thought, 16 days, there's no way. You know, it has to be at least 21 days. I've come to realize that 16 days is indeed, I mean, on the one hand, it's sufficient. Sure, if we had more time with our veterans, on the one hand, we'd love it. On the other hand, asking people to be away from their families, their jobs, if they have them, their lives for 16 days is is pretty tough. Um, Puppies Behind Bars puts all of our veterans up in a hotel, which is near one of our men's prisons, and our staff move into the hotel with the veterans. So we, we are together. Literally, we're the first people that we see in the morning over breakfast, and we're the last people we see at night. So it's it's pretty and extensive and intensive, and Scott can can speak about that for 16 days. Um, then the veterans go home with our dogs. We do a follow up four months after they go home, unless for some reasons we think we need to do a follow up earlier. And then we do annual recertifications, where the veterans and the dogs have to pass what is called a public access test, which is also standard in the service dog industry, and they have to pass that every single year to prove that they are still working as a fully certified service dog team year after year after year. All right. Scott, how long ago did you get your uh, dog? I brought Tim home January 23rd of last year. All right. So it's been almost a year to the day. All right. You know, we saw some pictures of you that uh, with your dog, and, um, you know, you can tell how that dog loves you. <laughs> really something else. And is everything's going good as far as, uh, uh, I guess there's no more training involved, right? He just, uh, he knows what to do. Well, every day we train. So every day we practice his commands, and he gets um, time to practice what he's good at, Um and how he works for me, and then he also gets his playtime every day, and that's a religious thing. And something special about the dog that Puppies Behind Bars awarded me was that he requires a lot of exercise, which gets me outside and keeps me happy. So it's a very symbiotic relationship between the two of us. That's great. That's great. Now, as far as, um, uh, you know, the story, about, you know, I read the story about you. You have quite a quite a story behind you there, Scott. Uh, commend you on um, everything that happened. And, and uh, uh, taking on a dog, to he senses the P- PTSD, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. It's actually uh, the first time that, um, that, that Tim responded to me having... Um, an anxiety attack, uh, you know, it, it almost brought me to tears. And the same thing goes for when he wakes me up from nightmares. You know, it's, it's, um, 
it's 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 amazing to have someone there to lean on and wake you up from those bad sleeps of pain and rage with a kiss. You know, I don't think most people can get that. Um, and to have someone who's there by your side 24 hours a day to take care of you is, is something really special. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. My name's Gary Ray, along with Linda, Bob, and Bill, and our guests, Gloria and Scott. You're listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. The American Heroes Network team depends entirely on voluntary financial support, advertisers, and sponsorships to keep the voice of our veterans alive and bring awareness, education, excitement, and most importantly, hope to the gray reality that exists for the hundreds of thousands of troops that are home and coming home. You can now become part of the elite team and help support our veterans. Your support is needed more than ever before. Become part of the Silent Heroes support team today. The Silent Heroes support team levels start as low as $26 per year. That's only 50 cents a week. Go right now to AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and join today. That's AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Thank you for your support. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with Gloria and Scott. Um, Linda, you had a question. Well, I think it's fascinating to me how the, the whole group effect and the learning, as Gloria mentioned, goes on. Scott, could you tell us how the training goes and how you learn to work with the vet? And as the vet has absorbed the culture, is that a continuing uh, theme as you're working with your dogs within the prison. Uh, maybe you could go through what happens during that 16-day training. Yeah, as Gloria was saying, the 16-day program is very intensive, and it's it's it starts out on a Monday, and uh, we all meet for breakfast, and we meet all the dogs, 
And um, once they go over a few commands, I think we started going to the prison very shortly after that. Um, and uh, I think we, I think what we did was we first figured out which dog was going to be paired with which veteran, and then we started training in the prison. And yeah, going mm-hmm. into the prison, if you've never been there, is it's kind of an intimidating place. Um, and the men that are inside there, um, you know, you have all these preconceived notions about what they're going to be like. But when you meet them, they're they're hardworking. Um, men who've put nothing but love and um, complete focus and attention into these dogs, and it shows immediately. And um, it's a very comforting place to be. I mean, a lot of these guys have been locked up since before the the attacks of September 11th and couldn't give back to their country. So um, it's pretty obvious without them saying it, but it's their way of giving back to, um, to you know, uh, America's veterans. So I hope that answers your question. Well, it it does to a certain degree. Can you be a little more specific on how it felt when you were given Tim and the process of those 16 days? Do you learn commands uh, in groups? I know that this program in particular has some very specific commands that were added from what we would call the standard to apply to veterans and their special needs with the invisible injuries. Can you go into more detail over, you're, you're assigned your dog, you're going in, and you're working with your inmate. Um, I presume those relationships grow, and, and how, do you learn, how do you learn to work together? So, um, when I was assigned Tim, uh, I immediately knew that there was something more to this program that uh, Gloria and her staff put together, because um, we really are a match made in heaven, and... I still wonder, it's been over a year, and I still wonder how they how they made such a good pairing. Um, mm-hmm. And then once we get into training with the puppy raisers, um, it's, 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 it's a big group setting, and we all train as a group. We all learn a command, so one of the puppy raisers will demonstrate a command with one of the dogs, and then we break down into smaller groups where two puppy raisers will help one veteran. So there's mm-hmm. more instruction than there, there are students, instructors than there are students. And, um, and about I, half uh, of this, if I may jump in for a second, Scott, thanks. about half thanks, of the Gloria. training of those 16 days takes place in prison and then the other half. So we're in prison about eight days. The other eight days we're going out with the men and women and using what it is they've learned in prison, using the commands, using all that they've learned out in a public setting. So we go to restaurants, we go to big box stores, we go to museums, we come into New York City. So in prison, they're learning the commands, they're learning how to take care of their dogs, they're learning how to groom their dogs, they're learning basic medical about their dogs, they're learning what their public access rights are. Since, Mm -hmm. as Scott said, you know, physically he and a lot of our other veterans with PTSD and TBI don't look like they're wounded, so they Correct. may well be cha- challenged trying to bring a dog into a restaurant. So we train the veterans in what their rights are, and then when we're out of prison, we kind of take everything and we put it, it to work in the hotel and in, in public settings. All right. Gloria, how are these dogs, um, uh, what's the cost to the veteran? Um, there's no cost to the veteran to get the dog. We pay for airfare, we pay for hotels, we pay for meals, we pick them up from the airport, we 
take them back to the airport. We pay for all of the costs associated with getting the dogs, but then once the veteran goes home with the dog, all of the costs are his or hers. All of the food, the toys, the vet bills, all of those costs are for the veteran to assume. And and we want it that way because we want to know going into it that the veteran has thought about this is an ongoing responsibility, not just the emotional and the physical, but it's also financial. And am I willing to make that commitment to get a service dog? So it's about, we say it's about $1,000 a year for just basic medical and food and toys. Um, but we pay for, it costs us about $30,000 per dog per veteran, which we pay exclusively. And that's all through uh, donations? It's all through uh, private donations. We don't get any government funding at all. So, um, you know, generous Americans literally from across the country send us checks. And, and I can't tell you how many times, either on those checks on the memo lines or in accompanying handwritten notes, they say, you know, this is for our vets. You know, this is to help a vet get a dog. This is, it's just amazing how generous America is and how generous America is to this generation of veterans. All right. All right. What's your website? Uh, puppiesbehindbars.com. All right. So if anybody has a donation, uh, just go to puppiesbehindbars.com and uh, take it from there, correct? Yes. Thank you very much. No problem. You know, the, the thing that is just so heartwarming about this whole thing is that the invisible injuries still today do not get the attention that the visible ones do. But the service dogs have been a wonderful mm-hmm. bridge for mm-hmm. the communities. And as you say, the generosity of the individuals who are don- making donations. And it does help to create better awareness in the community of these invisible injuries. There will Absolutely. be Vietnam vets. Uh, I mean, it's so critically important. Vietnam yeah. vets will tell you they still have problems. Um, and they wish they had something yeah. like this at the time. But we are doing more for the uh, recent conflicts with these dogs. It's marvelous what you're doing. Well, thank you. And as as I tell each and every one of the men and women who've gotten dogs from us, they're really pioneers in the whole psychiatric service dog movement. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, Scott, I don't know, I know, I think you've been challenged. And and when you're challenged, it's really frustrating. But, you know, we are educating the American public that, that these men and women have service dogs for a reason, even if those reasons aren't physically apparent. They've got service dogs for a reason, and they really, I give a lot of credit to our men and women who've come home, realize that a service dog can help them heal, and that they're willing to go out in public with a dog and just kind of say to the public at large, I'm wounded. I may not look it, but I'm wounded, and and I need this dog to help me. That's correct. I I would also like to add uh, on that topic that because of Tim, um, and because he's with me all the time, people act like they already know me. So it's almost mm-hmm. uh, a default that they already know me as someone who came home from war and um, to be treated as such. So, like, Tim is, Tim is a dog that they've had or links to their past in another way. And because people are drawn to Tim, I, that's how I stay connected with the public. And it's, it's really hard to have a bad day when you see so many strangers smile. Mm-hmm. That's there is true. something about that unconditional love that a dog is showing, the loyalty a, that a dog yeah. gives you. I, it's it's amazing. They talk about they're using dogs in theater now. 
because it's very comforting. Mm-hmm. And it, these are all extensions of, as you said earlier, you know, ex- experiments in, in trying to see how we can ease these injuries and improve quality of life. It's mm-hmm. a, an excellent way to do it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing that um, Gloria has been able to train these dogs with the puppy raisers and over 90 voice commands. But what's really mm-hmm. extraordinary is how the animal has trained me has trained me to be calm, have empathy, be patient, trust strangers, uh, nurture loving relationships, and laugh with abandon. I mean, um, wow! Like I said, he's he's there when I need someone to lean on, and um, he's trained me how to be a better human. All right, mm-hmm. we're gonna, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, thirsty yet? Stand by. Keep checking our website. That's uh, AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. I'm Gary Ray, along with Linda. And Bob and Bill and our guests, Gloria and Scott, you're listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The American Heroes Network team depends entirely on voluntary financial support, advertisers, and sponsorships to keep the voice of our veterans alive and bring awareness, education, excitement, and most importantly, hope to the gray reality that exists for the hundreds of thousands of troops that are home and coming home. You can now become part of the elite team and help support our veterans. Your support is needed more than ever before. Become part of the Silent Heroes support team today. The Silent Heroes support team levels start as low as $26 per year. That's only 50 cents a week. Go right now to AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and join today. That's AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Thank you for your support. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo@americanheroesnetwork.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with Gloria and Scott. And, and Bill, you had a question. 
Yes, well, first of all, Tim, I want to thank you for your service to the country and also being involved in a, in a program such as this is having a dog to assist you uh, with the post-traumatic stress. Uh, I'd like to know, uh, and from what I've heard you discussing, you and Gloria both, that my assumption is that there is a bonding between you, the veteran, and the dog. And I think you've talked about that in bits and pieces, but I'm wondering if you can come back and discuss that under that umbrella of the human dog bounty. Well, uh, thank you very much, and um, I'd just like to start off by saying it was my honor to serve. Um, to talk about the bond between me and Tim, I didn't know this was going to be yeah. an emotional radio interview. <laughs> <laughs> it's really sorry. Uh, it's really something special, and it's it's a it's a very um, it's a, it's a very metaphysical relationship. I mean, um, the way that uh, we work with each other is as long as we both get our playtime, um, then we both work hard together. So, um, like, Tim getting his exercise and getting his time to relax and unwind um, allows him to uh, be, you know, stay calm and submissive and... Um, and loving, I, I don't, I, I, I have such a hard time describing what Tim does. Like, the bond, I mean, I don't, I haven't ever met a human that would wake me up from a nightmare. But Tim, um, Tim has no qualms getting me out of bed in the middle of the night and uh, wrestling around with me. And um, that right there is, is something that's, that's truly extraordinary. Or like when we're, in a, when we're in a crowded place and it's a little hectic, Tim's able to... Um, have me focus on him, and he keeps his focus on me, and we can get through pretty much anything together. The bond between us is very strong. Well said. Oh, definitely, definitely. Gloria, how many have you paired already? What's the total? Um, we've paired seventy-one veterans and service dogs. Um, our next, we've got two more classes this year. One is in May and one is in August, and we can accept a maximum of five veterans per class. Um, our goal is to do fifteen uh, dogs and, and veteran pairs a year, which sounds small, but um, as as you well know, Linda and, and the rest of you know, I mean, one veteran. If you're helping one veteran with a service dog, you're helping one veteran's family, you're helping one veteran's extended family, you're helping one veteran's community. So the Correct. ramifications of a pairing, um, I, I came to realize that 15 is what we think we can do and maintain our quality, but it's not just 15 individuals we're helping. It's, it's 15 communities um, that we're helping, you know, with, with the dogs. If I may pick up for just a second on what Scott said about um, the bond with Tim and and I know that he was getting emotional because I'm sitting here and I'm getting emotional thinking <laughs> so about it I. as well. Um, but, you know, one of the things we, it, Scott has said a couple of times that Tim wakes him from nightmares. We actually came up with a command called Wake Me. And what happens is that we teach our dogs, if a veteran has a nightmare, the dog goes, turns on the nearest light, and then comes back and tugs the blanket or sheet off the veteran so that if the light didn't wake the veteran up, that tactile movement of the sheet or blanket being tugged off him will. Um, and it 
the dogs know that. They've been taught that. They're great at it. They can execute it anywhere, anytime for their veterans. But I think getting to the bond, it's, and, and Scott, jump in, but I think it's, yes, the dogs do this, and I'm not minimizing it because we spend a lot of time teaching the dogs to do this, but it's what, it's what Scott said. It's knowing that your dog can do it. Even if you didn't need it, just knowing that your dog could wake you from a nightmare. We teach all of our dogs to dial 911 on a special phone. So even our veterans for who think that maybe they're never going to need that command, just knowing that their dog could pick up the receiver, put it down, go back and press with its nose a button that is pre that's pre-set up to an emergency medical service that's pre-set up to 911 that sense of comfort that sense of this dog really's got my back this dog can do so much that if i ever really needed it and i think that that helps further the bond it's that yes these dogs know commands but it's that knowing that they will do extraordinary things to to help you um is what is is what really furthers that bond and i just want to add one other thing cuz i it took me years to figure this out but now once I figured it out, it just, it's kind of like, oh, why did it take me so long? I am fully, completely convinced that puppies behind bars' service dogs are different from other dogs because they are raised in prison, because they're raised by emotionally fragile people. As Scott said, a lot of these inmates have been in prison for decades, and you can't be incarcerated for that long without being emotionally fragile. So our dogs are raised by emotionally fragile people, and they are with people 24-7. And I just think that there's an empathy, that there's a sense about our dogs, which is different because they've grown up with people who need them. And they've learned from people, they've learned the commands, but then they kind of take that that bond that they've developed with their razor and they give their all to the veteran uh, who needs the dogs. And I'm just, I'm really convinced about that, that the bond that Scott and Tim has is extraordinary and it, it's and Tim is an amazing dog. I'm not saying he's not, but I, I see that bond with with so many of our veterans, if not all of them. And I think it's because of where the dogs were nurtured from the time they were eight weeks of age. You know, compassion is not something that you can just be taught. They actually experienced it on both sides. It does bring a question that I've had ever since I learned of your program, which is. Um, the inmates must feel a sense of loss when the dog goes, or do they also, at the same time, feel a sense of accomplishment because their work is done with that particular dog? They feel both. They feel both. a huge sense okay. of loss. Um, the The inmates will cry. They'll cry in front of the veterans, but also they'll cry in front of me, and I'm a female. Um, they'll cry in front of corrections officers. We just had a graduation for our last team training, and the graduation was on February 5th. And one of our inmates who raised a dog, that, that dog was two and a half years of age, so he's had the dog for two and a half years. And the whole time during team training, the whole period, he was very matter-of-fact. He was saying, okay, this is how you use this command. This is how you groom her. This is how you brush your teeth. This is how you use this command, blah, 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 blah. 
And at graduation, now I'm going to start crying, at graduation, (laughs) he pulled out of his pocket a picture of his grandfather, and his grandfather was a veteran. And he showed back to the veteran who got his dog, and he just started crying and sobbing in front of all of these people, in front of the veteran. He'd never mentioned that. He'd never shown any emotion. In the, in the, I mean, he loves the dog and he'd show happiness, but he never, ever showed that depth of emotion. And his veteran just took him and hugged him. And it was, oh. it was so extraordinary because it was all over this dog that the dog had allowed the inmate to heal. The dog had allowed the inmate to reach this depth of emotion that he hadn't displayed in I don't know how long. And the dog certainly is allowing the veteran to feel and express emotion. It was just, I mean, everybody was so stunned because the inmate is just kind of so stoic. And that picture of his grandfather and the dog leaving together combined to have him just break down in a positive way, not in a negative way. It's a healing. Yeah, it is. And, I mean, Scott, you worked with Darnell, who raised Tim. You know, what was your experience of when Darnell, you know, handed Tim over to you? No, I was, I think we were both sad that the team training was coming to an end. I didn't, um, yeah, it was, (laughs) it was, um, it was a very emotional time. It was, uh, it was difficult. It was, I was glad to have the responsibility to have such a highly trained service dog. Um, but, uh, I was, you know, these guys put their, I mean, their life is, 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 is incarceration. Yeah. Like they're, they're, they're stuck in there and they put their entire lives into these dogs. Yeah. Um, that's their, that's their key to the outside. That's the only thing that they have that yep. will leave that place and continue on. And, um, to take that dog on is a big responsibility for me. And, um, obviously it's a, it's a big, it's a big, it's a big task for the, for the puppy raisers, too. All right. Bob, did you have a question? Gloria, this is Bill again. I'd like for you to explain what what the process was like for you getting to be able to bring such an outstanding program into a correctional institution. These folks are not always open to to doing things such as this, although they say that they are. Uh, Bob and I have had some experience uh, here in the Maryland correction system, but tell us what was that process like? Was it quick? Was it easy? Or just what was it? Um, the the first word that comes to mind is luck. It was I was so lucky. The governor of New York State at that time was George Pataki. He was our governor for three terms. And I had met his wife when she first became first lady of New York State. I used to run UNICEF for the tri-state area. And I met Mrs. Pataki when I was with UNICEF. And when I wanted to um, start this dog prison program, I knew nothing about prisons. I knew nothing about training dogs. But I knew that it made sense. A, a veterinarian in Florida whose name is Dr. Thomas Lane came up with the first prison guide dog program in the country and I read about it and thought it was brilliant and said I want to do that in New York State but didn't know anything about anything but I had met Mrs. Pataki and I wrote to her and I just said you know I want to do this I've got this idea it's to train inmates in New York State prisons to as I said initially raise guide dogs for the blind 
and totally, completely dumb luck, Mrs. Pataki believed in rehabilitation and education. She believes in second chances. And she's the one who put me in touch with the head of corrections who also believed in rehabilitation and education. And the other bit of luck is he himself had a yellow lab that he brought (laughs) to the office with him every day because working in corrections is really stressful, really stressful. And so he just intuitively brought his yellow lab to his office in Albany. So it was the the same breed, and it was also someone who understood the innate power of dogs to heal. So um, I was extraordinarily lucky to have those kind of people immediately recognize that this is something that could be beneficial to inmates in New York State prisons as well as to the communities we were serving outside of prison. All right. We're going to take a quick short break right now. My name is Gary Ray, along with Linda, Bob, and Bill, and our guests, Gloria and Scott. You're listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier. Or smarter, as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. The American Heroes Network team depends entirely on voluntary financial support, advertisers, and sponsorships to keep the voice of our veterans alive and bring awareness, education, excitement, and most importantly, hope to the gray reality that exists for the hundreds of thousands of troops that are home and coming home. You can now become part of the elite team and help support our veterans. Your support is needed more than ever before. Become part of the Silent Heroes support team today. The Silent Heroes support team levels start as low as $26 per year. That's only 50 cents a week. Go right now to AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and join today. That's AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Thank you for your support. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to AmericanHeroesNetwork at gmail.com. 
That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guests, Gloria and Scott. And Linda, you had a question for Scott. It, um, Scott, what has been the greatest impact that Tim has helped you with? Uh, what did you discover about yourself that perhaps you hadn't before you had Tim? Well, um, I think once you go to combat, you kind of realize that your life sort of becomes like that, that war experience becomes sort of like your own movie and you become very egotistical and centered in that and that you can't take the film and just rewind it and put in some new film. And so the, the best thing that Tim has taught me is, um, he's allowed me to step outside myself and look at my life objectively. Um, he's led me to realize that if creatures like him exist, then there must be something else to this universe other than that war movie that I was living for so long. Um, and these creatures must come from a place so special and heavenly I can't begin to describe it. It's hmm. almost like um, maybe this heaven looks like Fishkill Penitentiary and <laughs> maybe Gloria is divine. Oh, I think that goes without there's saying. There's no way about that. There's no way for that, Scott. I, that halo, it comes through on the <laughs> radio channel. It does. <laughs> now, are they, that's a wonderful sentiment. Thank you for sharing that with us. And Gloria, how does one go about applying, and do you have a waiting list, or are there openings? What is the best step for someone listening who might be very interested in obtaining a dog from your group? They should go to our website, puppiesbehindbars.com, and on the left-hand column, click on the How to Apply for a Service Dog tag tab, and they should read what it is we've written, um, the good and the bad about having a service dog, the responsibility, the, as we discussed, you're no longer invisible mm-hmm. in public, you're visible, you're saying to, to the public at large, I'm wounded, I've got a dog by my side. They should read all of that, discuss it with their family, think about whether or not this really is something that they want, and if so, they should then fill out our application and submit it to us. Um, We respond within two weeks to all applications because I know that um, some service dog schools have really long waiting lists and that it's, it's disappointing and it's frustrating for veterans who don't get a response for a long, long time or don't even get a response. So we always respond within two weeks telling a veteran if we feel that we have a dog for him or her or if we feel that we don't have the right dog for him or her and then we suggest three other schools that they might apply to. But once we get the application, we look at it, um, and uh, we are, we've got two more classes this year. We've got a class in May, and we've got a class in August, and both of them have openings, so um, we certainly have veterans. And we also, I just want to say that while we do primarily PTSD and TBI, we also, our dogs are fully trained in 92 commands, all kinds of physical tasks. So veterans who um, have physical injuries, who are amputees, We've, we've done several um, service dogs for veterans who have lost uh, several limbs. So um, it's not just the PTSD and TBI. If, if someone listening needs a service dog to open the door, to turn on lights, to open the refrigerator, to do laundry, to pick things up, et cetera, et cetera, our dogs do that as well. So, um, you know, if you've served in Iraq or Afghanistan and think a service dog might be right for you, please go to our website and send in the application. You're only located in New York, correct? Yes. Are you planning on going in other states? 
No. Uh, well, our, we work in prisons in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, so in the tri-state okay. area here. Uh, we can't expand and maintain our quality, and, and I know that. It's just we're so hands-on. I mean, as I said, literally three instructors move into a hotel three times mm-hmm. a year with our veterans, so we're with them. You know, we're really, really hands-on, and um, it's something that the Puppy Sandbar's board of directors and I have talked about a lot. Could we get better and still provide the quality service that we do and um, I don't know that I don't know how to do that so we've decided to stay to stay small well not only that but you've also mentioned earlier that you do cover the airfare and the travel commute mm-hmm. for someone who may not be in that tri-state area correct yeah uh, yeah we service um, da- veterans across the country um, we're your, I think we're in 30 states right now that our doggies live in 30 states right now, including um, there's a, a woman who has one of our dogs who lives in Hawaii. So she's the far, <laughs> she's the farthest flung. But yes, we, we are, we work nationwide, even though um, we're located in New York and even though we're small. Fantastic. That's unreal. Well, Gloria and Scott, we want to thank you for being on our show today. Gloria, what would you like to share with our listeners in closing? Oh, um, including your website. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, thank you. The website is puppiesbehindbars.com. Um, I guess what I want to say to our listeners is, you know, for veterans and families who have served, thank you. Uh, we can't thank you enough. Um, we we understand that you're wounded, and in our very small way, we're here to help. Um, and for all of the donors who make it possible that we do pick up all the costs, um, your generosity is really what keeps us going. Um, it's donors who pay for all of the materials for the inmates to work with the dogs, all of the textbooks, everything that it is that we give the inmates. It's donors who pay for everything that pays for the veterans to get to New York and, and be paired with the dog. So I just want to say thank you to all of your listeners because together we're working to make a difference in the lives of our Iraq and Afghanistan war vets. All right. Scott, what would you like to share? Thank you much. Thank you very much, Gloria, for this opportunity to take him home. Um, he's, he's made a measurable change in the way that I live my life and the way that I act in public and treat other people. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for having us mm-hmm. on. I'm glad you guys uh, glad you guys did this. This is really awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. Okay, Bill. Thank you. Thank you, Gloria and Tim, for being with us today. I've enjoyed this, <laughs> and uh, I certainly would like to stay in contact with you guys because I think the things that we're doing in our foundation that uh, deals with critical incidents and stress. Uh, and uh, with the dogs, uh, I, I'd like to continue that and get some more pointers. But thank you again, and the best of you as you continue to uh, do good things. All right. Thank Bob? you. Bob? Yeah, I, I just want to echo that. And Gloria and uh, Scott, I, 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 you have just added a measure to such base, and uh, especially you, Scott. Your relationship with Tim rendered me speechless, and that's not normal mm-hmm. for me. <laughs> I, I that's like that's say, true. Uh, um, I thank you also for your service. I wish you all the best in the future and continued success with that relationship between you and Tim. Uh, um, uh, I, I couldn't say anything more. You know, you had me emotional as well. I had a brother that was in Vietnam after during my time, 
and I wish this program was available for him before he uh, mm-hmm. left his final destination. So all the mm-hmm. best to both of you, and uh, Gloria, thanks again for that information. Thank you. Linda, anything in closing? I'm just delighted to be able to bring this program to the show because I think these people are making a difference each and every day, and they have the added benefit of helping those who are incarcerated and helping our veterans go out and gain their independence back again and knowing that they are, I think that visible piece, having a Tim beside you, helps the awareness and understanding of our veterans in the community. So thank you all so much. Yes. Scott and, and Gloria, thank you. Uh, today's show has been brought to you by First Class Merchant Services and Brave Marketing Concepts. If you missed any of our shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. And remember, the American Heroes Network spotlights and promotes the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime anywhere and on any device i'm gary ray along with linda and bill and bob signing off and thanks for listening to the american heroes network powered by voice america on the variety channel and have a terrific week everyone say goodbye goodbye thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of american heroes network Please join Gary Ray and his co-host Linda Crater again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation. Thanks to you, we're living free. We're a quilt of many colors, and we breathe red, white, and blue. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 